Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice, Season 4, Episode 13. Episode 13, Blind Love, was written by Craig Turk and Steve Blackman and directed by Bethany Rooney. It aired on February 10th, 2011. Enjoy! You haven't been introduced yet. (laughs) You hear my, you hear the playlist. You hear the theme song in your head. I do. Yes. Today we have a very special guest host on the pod. I know I say that every week and I mean it every week. That's the thing. Please welcome the best entomologist, herpetologist, biologist of the entire Midwestern United States. My friend of almost 12 years and probably our most loyal listener of the pod. I know that that's really controversial. I'll take it. But you'll hear the story, Anna. You might agree. This is Marissa. I called her Mimi in the Instagram, so this is Mimi. (laughs) She's both. It's really, it's an existential crisis for me, honestly. It's Mimi and Marissa. But it's not like a first and middle name. I know. I call you Mimsy. Sometimes Mimsical. It's fine. I'll respond this. to something that sounds with an M sound. So mm. Molly, hi Molly, <laughs> Melissa, Melissa, Marsha. I haven't gotten uh, Melissa. Melissa, it would be an honor. Yes. Okay, so Mimi and I went to college together. We'll talk that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And when I started the podcast, she started listening without ever watching private practice she watched some Grey's Anatomy as every person did in 2006 and 7 but she started listening to the podcast and texting me even though she had no idea what was going on I was so honored so she listened without watching and then she was like you know what I should watch this so she started watching and then when it was time for guest hosts and she was coming to visit I was like, are you interested in guest hosting? Because, you know, she's a scientist. And scientists don't always love to be on podcasts, but she does. So does Scientist Sarah. We love it. We're really here for it. And so then she has watched four and a half seasons of Private Practice. In two months. In two months. I think, yeah, two months. <laughs> she would be texting me like, oh, my God, this kidney patient. And I'm like, you have to be more specific. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sam dealt with a lot of manic text threads, especially because you're three hours behind and sometimes I would wake up on like the weekends and start it at 9 a.m. or something if I didn't have anything to do. So, of course, you know, she would wake up to like 40 text messages. It's the best way to wake Just, up. Yes. Honestly. Ro- rolling thoughts pretty much about each episode. Really into it. I loved it. So, who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hi, I'm Marissa, or Mimi, or really whatever you want to call me. I live in Columbus, Ohio, so I guess that's considered the Midwest. Yeah. What uh, do you consider it? I don't know. It's the Midwest. The Midwest. Yeah. And my mom did watch private practice back in the day, and so I would occasionally walk into the family room when she was watching or something like that. So I kind of like knew the general characters. I knew Addison from Grey's because she also watched Grey's for a time. And I think I maybe watched some episodes with her in high school, but I mean, she kind of dropped off because 19 seasons is just, it's a commitment. It is. It is. I do encourage her to continue because I know she's listening. So uh, please, Julie, get back on that wagon and I will help you through it. It is 
on Netflix. Is she going to be mad I call her Julie? Yeah. Okay, because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So I was familiar with the Shondaland land. I guess my first, I'm going to answer your question before you ask it. My first like full. But you didn't tell us about yourself yet. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Yes, I work for uh, Ohio Environmental Protection Agency. I get to play in streams all the time and look at bugs and make sure that um, our water is safe all around the state of Ohio. Saving the world. Literally saving the world. I try. But, yeah, so I get to look at bugs and make sure that all the good bugs are in the streams. And so that means that no wastewater or farms or anything are messing up our streams. Very important. So how did you come to Grey's and private practice? Like, what made you become interested in the Grey's universe? So I would say my mom started watching Grey's and private private practice back in the day. So I was familiar in general with the characters and some of the storyline and when people would die and everything like that. But I think eventually my mom stopped watching it because 19 seasons is a commitment. So I was familiar with the characters and plot line and people that would die and everything like that. I feel like Twitter started getting big too when we were in college. That's kind of how I know some of the general storyline even now, even though I haven't watched it consistently graze at all or really ever, but I know who has died and who is still around and everything because people just tweet about it. It's a pop culture phenomenon. Yes, but I started watching how to get it away with murder that was my first like Shondaland show I watched in totality like from start to finish so I loved how to get away with murder Mm -hmm. my roommate in grad school watched Scandal but I did not ever watch Scandal and then are we considering Bridgerton I do Shondaland I do because um like some people haven't watched any of the other stuff yeah so I've watched both seasons of Bridgerton too I'm really excited for season three. Yes, me too. So you'd consider yourself completely new to it or a casual watcher? Casual watcher. But when it comes to private practice, now you're completely engrossed. Yes. It's been two months of engrossment with the show. Yes. So <laughs> yes. living, breathing, thinking about all of them. Oh, I remember I was telling you about my friend's spouse who um, we were talking about Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. but they don't watch private practice. Mm-hmm. They started watching private practice this week. Oh my gosh, we need a group chat so we can all yeah. discuss it. Is well, it how does it feel to watch people like discover it and get really into it? How I would imagine it feels to have a child in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so proud that you're just like sitting and you're like, them on. Yes, go. Help go. them with training. They're to cheer. Yeah. Absolutely. You go, sweetie. I'm so proud of you. You know some heartbreak is ahead, but yes. there's good things as well. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah, because I messaged Steph. Dying. I was like, I'm going to get ready to do the season five guest list, guest mm-hmm. host list. Do you want to be included? And they were like, I don't know. I don't always love, like, I don't know if I want to be on a podcast. And I was like, that's fine. But I'd be open to it. Just to watch and see what you think. Yeah, because they work in production, so they get it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Chandelan character from Grey's, Private Practice, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder? I do. Uh, Annalise Keating, a.k.a. Viola Davis, a queen. Um, She was horrible in that show, like, as a person (laughs) in general, but she was still amazing. And also Lorelai. 
or Laurel. Oh my gosh, Laurel from How to Get Away with Murder. He's like, Laurel Yomar is not a Shondaline <laughs> character, but there are enough words for her to be. Yes. No, Laurel. She was controversial on How to Get Away with Murder and then kind of redeemed herself. So, Am I, I going to be controversial when I'm going to say that Laurel reminds me of you? <gasps> I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. Mostly, but, like, physically. Like, she kind of looks like you. She had the best style. Yes. I mean, part of my judgment is because she had the cutest clothes yeah. in the whole show. I and agree. she ended up being, like, a good, honest person, even though her father was terrible and her mother was terrible and everyone was terrible, but... She rose above it. Sounds like Addison. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I probably, I'm just going to throw in my private practice favorites so far, which are Charlotte and uh, Sheldon. Girl after my own heart. Yes. Yes, yes. When in the first episode of our podcast, when I said that I'm obsessed with Charlotte, did that play any role in it or you came to it on your own? Yes. <laughs> so I didn't remember you mentioning it, and after I started watching the show, I went back and listened to a few of the first episodes, but I had remembered in recent episodes, you know, you had just talked about how much you love Charlotte, and I feel like some of the stuff she does, I'm kind of like, eh, like, girl, come on, but I know that you love her, so I'm kind of like, okay, rise above it, and I think generally she's amazing, so. I agree. Yes. What's that song? The best is yet to come and baby will be fine. What are you reading and or watching right now? So this is not podcast. Podcast is next. Okay. So I I brought a few books to read on this trip and I have read basically none of them. I'm reading The Black Klansman, In the Middle of Kitchen Confidential, um, any Patricia Cornwell book, I just picked up is a new mystery? one. Yeah. She's a mystery writer. She is like Jodie Picoult where she was just pumping out like one book a year. So I think there's like 25 in the series. I'm just in the middle of that. So I just got, I picked them up sporadically from bookstores and I just got the next one that I haven't read yet. So I have that. Are they in the same universe? Like Taylor yes, Jenkins Yes. It's, it's all the same pathologist. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like a Jessica Fletcher moment. Yeah, so I my mom picked up some at the bookstore, like, two randomly in the middle of the series, and I read one, I was like, this is really good, and I read the other one, and I was like, oh, this happened before the first one I read, and then I went back to the very beginning, and I was like, I have to start this at the beginning, yeah, so I think I've read, like, 12 or 13 of them, wow. yeah, so I'm about halfway through, so it's, yeah, it's the same pathologist, and Washington, D.C., and, like, the same cops and characters, and Modern members. day? Yes, but I mean, she started like in 1990, so they talk about computers a lot, which is hilarious (laughs) to hear them talk about computers and like saving Word documents and floppy disks. Floppy disks. Yes, memories. Yeah. So, and then I just finished Dead to Me, the new season, started the new season of The Crown, Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season of Sex Life and College Girls just came out, so I need to watch that. I'm in the Bachelorette and Bachelor universe, so yes, judge me, whatever show is on for that. No judging, just, I remembered you were, Mm -hmm. but since I'm not into it, people don't talk to me about it. Yeah. It's like I really only talk besides the podcast that I put on the internet. Yes. I really only talk about <laughs> Grey's Anatomy to people who like Grey's Anatomy. Yes. 
So, like, yeah. Okay. And then tis the season right now of all the crappy Hollywood movies coming out from Netflix and Hulu and Hallmark and everything. So, I'm sure I'll be binging those. What are your other favorite podcasts besides mine, of course? Uh, Yours is number one. Of course, the classics like This American Life, Radio Lab, Crime Junkie, Really Into Heavyweight. He was a contributor on This American Life and then does his own show, which is amazing. Jamazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamay. Uh, Jamay. Does J- anyone watch Jamay? Jamay Private School Girl, which <laughs> is this crazy guy. Is he from New Zealand or Australia? Australia. Australia. And he started this show on HBO called Summer Heights High where he played all of the characters. And they were all like high schoolers. And Jamay was the most ridiculous. Um, and he started... A podcast with her during COVID, and it is Amazing. outrageous. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. He needs an egot. I, I know he doesn't so. do all of that, but he just needs it. But he could. I know he's incredible. Yeah. Um, my dad wrote a porno, which is sadly wrapping up Ugh, this I month, know. which is devastating. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, anything true crime, and then the show called Everything Is Alive. Have you heard of it? It's, com- it's yeah. You sent me one. It's of them. comedians playing inanimate sharpie, objects. Yeah. yeah, the sharpie pen and the sharpie cat. Yeah, so they come like they every week. They a comedian plays an inanimate object, and it's hysterical. I loved the one you sent me. Oh, home cooking, which is uh, Samin Nasrat, who did the salt, acid, fat, and heat. She does her own podcast, which is just so soothing to listen to her. Mm-hmm. It's so calming. Big into the royal family, so you send me all of those. Yes. So. Yes. Do you have anything else to promote? No. Eat more plants. Um, be kind to the environment and those around you. Really is the only thing I have to promote. I love that. I do my best. Good. That's all you can do. Yeah. Choices every day. Dear listeners, I have a neighbor moving in at the moment. So if there are any strange noises coming either from moving or from my familiar, Ruthie, uh, just... Please forgive us for that. We're trying to make it work. Yeah. We got this. And where can we find you online if you want to be found? LOL, Twitter is dying. I know. I was going to say I have a Twitter. I know. Mimi G says, I have a Snapchat where I post cool pictures either of cooking or of bugs, which is Mimi. Or travels. Or travels, which is Mimi G snaps. This sucks. Snaps? Was it snaps? It's either Mimi G C's or Mimi G snaps. I'll make sure and I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. (gasps) All right, so we have a bit of listener mail. It's not traditional mail, but today is the day that Spotify Wrapped comes out. And thank you to everybody who has tagged us as your top five podcasts. That is honestly blows my mind it blows my mind because a lot of this is very individual or like two people sitting around and then I sit there for hours and edit it and I just it blows my mind that people in 10 countries there are 10 countries who listen 10 countries just on Spotify that's amazing yeah also amazing that many people watch private practice from around the world around the world yes yeah. it's on Disney plus in some countries now. Oh. I think in a lot of Europe it's on Disney plus interesting yeah um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing that stat with us. Is it a stat? Yes. Yeah. Best time of the year to learn what everyone's listening to and judge them. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Only positively for the people that post private practice. Of course. All right, so our patient breakdown for the week. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Susan Grant with sepsis. Natasha Hagen with asphyxiation. Lizzie Hagen with shrapnel. We're putting mother and daughter together in that one. And then we have Lee McHenry with a stab wound. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first note? So I have some notes, not about the episode, but uh, that I've just been dying to say. Yes, um, please. Since watching yes, them. Yes, please. Um, one, Addison looks amazing in a scrub cap. She's beautiful. I think like season one or something I texted you and I was like, who looks that good in a scrub cap? I know. Stunning. I know. Magnificent. Could put her portrait above my fireplace. That's what I'm trying cap. to do. Yes, amazing. Um, Charlotte, Amelia, and Sheldon are the best in general in my mind right now. Um, but Amelia, girl, ugh, get a shirt that fits. <laughs> it's 2010. You are a world-renowned brain surgeon. Please stop wearing crop tops in the office. <laughs> Please. I'm not body shaming you, but not the time or the place. Um, and everyone should stay single in this show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are um, general thoughts. Valid. Very valid. Oh, and Violet wasn't in this episode, which, thank goodness, because I can't, I, I can't rip on her because she's not in the shit, like, this episode, so I won't really have notes on her, but listeners, she's awful. I really dislike Violet so much in every single episode, but her and Pete, like, work together. Yeah. Like, shockingly. Like, they it's work weird. really well together, which I'm happy for them, um, but not happy that Violet's in this show. <laughs> fair, fair. So give us some examples of what Dr. Turner has done that you're like, mm-mm. Breaks HIPAA laws almost every episode. Yeah. She's terrible at that. She is terrible at trauma dumping. Um, mm-hmm. She's a horrible... Not therapist. She's a horrible doctor because she just tells people what to do and gives her opinion, which is just, like, awful when people are trying to work through all of that herself. Yeah. She's just also not very good of a friend. To who? Cooper. Like, her best friend. Like, she's so self-obsessed. I mean, they're both self-obsessed, but she's more self-obsessed that their relationship is basically, like, him just consoling her. Okay. Like, during the whole thing when she was, like, pregnant. Okay. <laughs> Strong opinions. I don't know. I, I mean, that's what we're here for. I also should say, so, if it wasn't clear, Mimi is visiting. Yes. In L.A. So, we've been going around and doing things, and this morning we went to the beach, a bit north of Santa, Mo- of Santa Monica and Malibu, but then we did a little driving tour of Santa Monica, and we stumbled upon... Oceanside Wellness. Amazing. Just as beautiful as in the TV show. True. It doesn't have the sign outside, which is very rude. Yes. I'm sorry if you get listener hate mail uh, because of my disdain for Violet. That's fine. I feel like everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Um, Oh, so we stumbled in front of Oceanside Wellness. Yes, yes. We saw the little promenade where they're walking all the time. Mm -hmm. We looked for Dr. Sam Bennett's missing dog. Could not find him or her. A dog that looked like it. Yeah, small, tan dog. But it was only in two episodes, so, yeah, we, so who, actually, know? who actually knows? Maybe he was dog-sitting. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. His glasses seem to have gone missing, too. Yeah, absolutely. 
plus contacts don't exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you have any first notes on the episode, or did you go straight into the characters? So my first comment was Addison's dress to the wedding. Uh-huh. Looked exactly like a Valentine's Day dance dress I wore junior year of high school. Uh-huh. Like, same pattern and everything. Can you get us a picture? I can try. And my okay. boyfriend at the time told me I looked too businessy so he just didn't know my Addison power yeah honestly <laughs> it was stylish in 2010 big Derek which is there. when the when the dance was yeah so anyway I would just like to say I'm um you know on brand for that and I learned how to say a designer name in the last episode but I now forget the Givenchy no the Bulgari Oh, yeah. The necklace that her mom was wearing. I think it's just Bulgari, isn't it? Is it Bul... I don't even know. See, now I've already forgot. I'm That's not fine. rich enough to know these names. It's called Busy. Oh, wait. We can't. <sighs> e- trigger warning this whole episode. <laughs> this entire episode deals with um, trauma. Yes. So... Yes. So we are going to have... We're going to have timestamps telling you where to skip if you want to avoid discussion of Charlotte's attack. But also, we are going to be talking about suicide at the end of the episode. So if you're looking to avoid that, we'll have those timestamps as well. So please take care of yourself. Did you say your first note? No, I didn't. Well, you were talking about her dress. Yeah. Okay. I went on a rant. Uh, I guess my first note would be, I feel so bad for Sam. This is now the third time he's been in this situation yeah, where he has to deal with a patient that did something horrible and he finds out the person did something horrible mm-hmm. and you can just see his dejected look like, please just tell me what to do. Like save the guy or kill him, which is also not okay. Um, even though he's a terrible human, but yeah, poor yeah. Sam. It shows such growth mm-hmm. because he was ready to kill Troy Hagen. Like he was ready. Yes. But his growth to be able to tell Cooper and sort of Charlotte that he more told Cooper and let Charlotte tell him, which mm-hmm. is good on him. You can't, you can't do that. His personal growth with that, amazing. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Yeah. I know. I just felt so bad the whole episode. I was like, why does this keep happening to, to you? him? Yeah. Awful. But he took it with grace. So. Yeah. My first note is, who do we think stayed behind to close up with the vendors? Amelia, Sam, Naomi, who do we think stayed at the wedding? I don't know. I feel like Busy um, is rich enough to have assistance. I mean, I don't know why the assistants wouldn't plan the wedding other than Addison just, like, needing her mom's approval. But probably assistance? I don't know. Or they're like, we'll just deal with this later. There were those guys who carried Susan off the plane, so maybe it's them. Who knows? I keep thinking that Amelia's hair can't look better, and it keeps getting better and more gorgeous with every episode. I need to know what hair product she uses. I know. JVN? Maybe. Maybe? I tried JVN this trip uh, world, that because Samantha had it in her shower, and his Samantha. hair... I know. Sam. <laughs> you looked at me the second you said it, and I just I decided to let you finish your Sam comments. had JVN shampoo and conditioner in her bathroom, and it was amazing. Yes. I use the purple kind, dear listeners. Yes. Um, but yes, Amelia's hair looks amazing. Would just love for a shirt that fit. That's all I gotta say. That's fair. But. And she just looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's been a really compassionate person through this like her connection she didn't force anything on charlotte 
in the episodes uh, where she was recovering from everything. And she, like, didn't force Charlotte to say anything or do anything, but she was just there for her for, you know, going to NA meetings and stuff like that. And, yeah, I think she's just great. Does she struggle with her drug addiction during Grey's? Is that when you see it the most? Because I feel like everyone... Don't they have, like, really controversial opinions of Amelia? Who? Like, the, the... Like, watchers. Watchers? Um, I feel like a lot of people who don't like Amelia did not watch Private Practice, which I believe is a bad life choice. Mm-hmm. But people who watch Private Practice tend to like Amelia. Is that... Is she introduced first on Private Practice mm-hmm. before Grace? Mm-hmm. We just know the backstory that, like... What's his face? Yeah, Derek doesn't like his sister. Yeah, but he has like twenty five sisters. So oh my gosh, well he has like four sisters. Big fan of Amelia. Me too. Me too. Not in this episode though. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yes, (laughs) we'll get to that. This was the first time that I was like, oh dear lord. I know they don't have Violet to write as being a little demon um so they yes yeah demon (laughs) they made amelia very cringy yeah Mm -hmm. should we move on to susan grant yeah we can move on that was very tough to watch it looks like dr rodriguez is pushing just air into her iv probably I don't know. What do they do in these shows? Do they push, like, water into our... I know. I no, mean, because it's, it's not actually in the yes, skin. Yeah, yeah. So they can, like, put whatever. Um, I actually don't know. See, this is why we need Steph to be a guest host, because they work in props. Yes, we need it. Please email. When they're pushing Susan on the gurney, Busy goes, Is Susan going to be all right? What do you think, Busy? What do you think? No, she's going to die. Yeah. I'm sorry, Busy. She's not going to be all right. You need to get out of denial. I know you feel like your life just began with her, even though you were cheating with her for, like, the past 15 years. More than 15 years. When she's like, I need more time with her. It's like, Busy, you had so much time with her. I guess, like, not married out in public and married, but I don't know. I get it. I do really feel for Busy in this episode. I think just, like, DNRs are really tough. You know? Especially if it's meant to be kept a secret. Yeah, that was so unfair for Susan to put Addison in the middle there when she already knows their relationship isn't great. And she's like, haha, know this information that my wife should know, but um, doesn't. Yep. So, of course, Addison was put in a position to have to deal with her, like, mother. Yeah. And Addison just looks so dejected doing that. Mm. Busy doing CPR on Susan breaks my heart. Yeah, that was... So tragic. And the way that Busy looks at Addison. Yeah. Ugh. It's not a fun situation. No. This is why you shouldn't uh, be a doctor to your family members. Yeah. Well, she had no choice. I know. I wish that the hospital would have been like, you can't do this. But then it just would have gone to someone else. I mean, it did go to Dr. Rodriguez, but it would have gone to, like, I don't know, Pete or... Someone Sam, I don't know. And then Addison would have been micromanaging the situation anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes the cards are what they are and you can try as hard as you might, which they tried to tell her. Like they tried to tell Busy, it is what it is. Like we tried our best yeah. and she just won't accept it. For so. multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we were doing everything and Susan is not happy. Yeah. And in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. 
She tried to hold on as long as she could for Dizzy. I literally forgot that Sam and Addison are together until 15 minutes into this episode <laughs> when he comes in when Naomi is consoling her. Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen to my brain? I don't... I... Okay. I know you and Melissa and other guest stars have been like, I hate them together. They're terrible. They should break up. Which, I mean, I... We... I won't do, you know, go into what I think yet in the future, but I don't think they're that bad together. Like, she wants all of these things, so I think her telling any man, it looks a little crazy. You mean last episode when he, when she proposed to him? Or, like, the kids. Like, she's like, I want a baby. Like, it, they've known each other for so long that it, you know, you feel like the relationship is a lot longer than what it actually is because you know the person so well. Uh Uh-huh. So I can see her, and she's, you know, older, so of course she, like, wants kids, so she's like, I need to do this now. Yeah. Like, let's get married, blah, blah, blah. But it's her best friend's ex-husband. I know. That situation's a dumpster fire in general. Yeah. But Addison's just kind of a lost cause with love. Okay. But I feel like she was really trying, and, like, they're both really trying, and they care about each other. And Naomi is one strong lady for yeah. over... I mean, she was kind of a brat about it and, like, was super passive-aggressive, but it would be hard not to be. Yeah, I don't blame her at all. But yeah. their transition in the chapel there was flawless, where Naomi was comforting her. Yeah. Which was really nice to see, because, you know, they've been on such kind of shaky ground. Mm-hmm. And then her looking back and Sam stepping in. Which was really sweet. Yeah, I do agree that they really care about each other. I just feel like the relationship that starts like that. Yeah, it's not great. Yes. Be kind to Aunt, be kind to the earth and other people, like you said. Yeah. But they're like also not like Naomi had moved on. Yeah, she was fully like get, engaged to someone else. Yeah, I don't know. Addison is turning into a preteen in the chapel. She is. She's like trying so hard. Yeah. And then Busy says, is this making you feel better, Addison? I know. Knife straight to the heart. Yeah. And it is so, it's bad, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Because it's so authentic to, like, what I, like, I saw a lot growing up with, like, people I went to school with and how their parents were, like. Unavailable. Yeah. And cold. Cold, cold and. Yeah, I never had that experience, thankfully, but mm-hmm. a lot of it was like, yeah, like I can't disassociating and not just not not caring is the wrong word because they probably think they're caring, but just like not being kind to your children. Yeah, not giving like growing humans what they need emotionally, and it's just like probably so difficult too for Addison. I mean, she alludes to that in the past episodes of being like, well, why, like, didn't my mom show me love, but is showing love so freely with Susan? It's just, like, free-flowing, and then her mom just kind of looks at her in, like, disdain, I feel like, every time she looks at Addison. Yeah. Which, like, I get it. You didn't want to have kids, but get over it. They're adults. Yeah. Like, you can be kind and and compassionate. An amazing adult. Yeah. You can be kind and compassionate towards them. Mm -hmm. Baloney. I know that chapel scene was really rough, but yeah. really good acting. I find it really hard to believe that Busy doesn't have someone to pack her bags for her. Right. 
along the lines of like she definitely has assistance. Um, but also, she didn't lock her door, so staying with that yeah. consistently. Addison just walks right into her door. Yeah. But yeah. Although, do we think Addison has a key? Although, I guess she'd be fumbling with it. You know, I don't know. She just kind of walked in. Yeah. But yeah, she was packing all her own bags, all her own designer clothes. Like, come on. I know. Not even like hanging them in a. Yeah. What is that called? A garment bag? She's just willy nilly throwing her silks around. Yeah. The privilege. Can't relate. <laughs> now I'm in that scene, their last scene together. I have this dang scene. Poor Addison and a bunch of crying emojis. Yeah, I... Like, when she, when Addison was like, you have me. Like, I love yes. you. And her... Again, being a preteen. Yeah, and her mom looked disgusted. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, wait, I'm going to kill myself. I'll just yeah. give my daughter a hug. Which was so half-ass. It was, you know how they say, like, if you have someone in your life who deals with depression, when they start acting super carefree mm-hmm. is when you have to worry. Mm-hmm. That's what that scene is to me. Yeah. But before they get to the hug, I felt really profound when I wrote this, but I also think it's, like, a very me thing. I don't know if other people will agree. It makes me really sad that Busy's worried about dating in this moment, mm-hmm. like on top of losing Susan and all of that, and having been married like literally the day before, I I think it's because she's never been independent and single, and probably doesn't really know herself without a significant other. Bringing up how I date again after the loss of the love of my life, it wouldn't be the first thing that I would do. I would be like the paperwork. I have missing things, missing them. Sure, but, like, not who I'm going to date next. I know. I think she, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you're older, she kind of just, like, thought of all of that stuff. She thought she was going to just be with Susan forever. Mm-hmm. But when someone has stage four liver cancer... Yeah. Who's forever? I know. Like, what is forever, then? I mean, yeah, it kind of goes, like, was Susan actually the love of her life, then? She's already like, how am I going to move on? This seems exhausting to have to date again. Is it so bad that I think that Busy is the love of Busy's life? Oh, Busy for sure is the love of... No. I think what Busy didn't get in life is the love of Busy's life. Does that make sense? Because she's, like, so obsessed with, like, how much she's been, like... How much she's been wronged? Yes. I, I feel that. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I do think that she really cared for Susan, mm-hmm. and I think that Susan really cared for her. I think she was like, well, I didn't really like the captain, um, but <laughs> I, I could tolerate Susan, so it's like a little sad that Susan is dying. And then it blows up to be like, she's the love of my life. Yeah, I I don't know. She's never had a healthy relationship, though, it seems, in her entire life, so yeah. of course she's not thinking appropriate thoughts. At that moment. Yeah, I mean, she definitely wasn't thinking rationally. No. But, yeah, dating would not be the first thing I'm always worried about. But that might be a me thing. Is mm-hmm. that a me thing? No. Okay. I think that's, like, normal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Never had a love of my life die. Knock on something. Knock- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trigger. Trigger. Okay. That was us. That was us. It's Okay. <laughs> That's staying in. (laughs) (laughs) That was me, Neva. Sorry, girl. Addison says to Busy, 
I love you and I am here. And busy says thank you. But it seems pretty authentic and her subtext seems to be I love you too. Mm-hmm. Which was good to hear. And then Addie's scared little girl smile that she says that she does right after she says I love I love you. But she doesn't like say I love you to her mother. She looks up like she's like nine years old. I know. She's very much not process anything in her childhood. No. Do you think Addison has gone to therapy? I don't know. Because part of me is like, she thinks I'm double board certified. <laughs> and I am the third best surgeon in the world. Or I don't know. What is it? She's double board certified, one of three in the world or something like that. Yeah. So part of me thinks that she's like, well, I if I was to figure it out, it would be me. Like, no one is smarter than me. I can process this myself. But girl needs it. She okay. obviously has deep relationship issues, abandonment issues, all the issues. Okay. And uh, her mom just killed herself, so that's just, you know, another issue that she probably should seek professional help for. What do you think? Do you think she's gone? Is this the point where you have to say okay to me? It is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> when Busy says about Sam, he's a nice guy, stick with him. Mm-hmm. That's the kindest she's done. It's, yeah, it's the most. But that puts Addison in such an uncomfortable position if she ever wants to break up with Sam and she just has her mom. Who she, who she wanted acceptance from her whole life, accepting her partner. And she's like, oh, well, now I can't break up with them. My mom, like, okayed it. And now she's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For any of our listeners who have not watched this episode, at the end of season four, episode 13, Busy Dies by Suicide. So that's what we've been talking about. If, if you haven't said it out loud. I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. You alluded to it. Yeah. I don't know how to say it, but, like, it's not that I didn't like it because, obviously, it's good for the storyline, but I didn't, I didn't like it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, Do you think she knew Addison was going to come back? Oh, yeah. Like, that night? Either that night or the next morning, I think she knew Addison would come back. Because she said she'll come back with the good coffee. Mm-hmm. So she knew that Addison would find her before housekeeping found her mm-hmm. Ugh, when she said she left the money for housekeeping for their trouble or whatever and then she said tell everyone I died in my sleep which was just too embarrassing mm-hmm. I don't know how long I, it had been yeah I don't know how long it had been before she came back yeah so that's a mystery the whole timeline of private practice is very confusing to me this episode specifically because Lee was still in the hospital but Susan had like died and busy died yeah, like all in one fell swoop. It's and, yeah, people changed their clothes. Sam had time to comfort Addison, even though he was maybe going to be doing surgery. Lizzie had time to have surgery also. It, it was... Yeah, who can just, like... Yeah. Like, in a week? Like, they had, like, a full appointment. Yeah. They had the appointment, consultation, surgery, her recover mom, from surgery. Her... What would have been her future mother-in-law drove from San Diego at some point. She's Santa not that Monica. Long. I guess it's like three hours, yeah. but still, it's not that it's long. It's just a lot. 
timeline's very confusing. Yeah. Anything else for Suzanne or Busy before we move on? I don't think so. Poor one out for both of them. Mm. Sad. But I guess they're together. I hope they paid off the wedding and it's not on someone else. <laughs> it's fine. Addison has her $30 million trust fund. She can afford it. True. And Busy would absolutely have her will in order. Yes. Um, but also, I know they mentioned Archer. It was just still so weird he wasn't at the wedding. Yes, I agree. I was thinking about that a lot because I just rewatched the Archer arc of in Grey's Anatomy. I'm in the end of season six now. And he was just, like, there, and then he was gone. You just don't check in with him again. And I know that it's a business thing and having the availability of the actor mm-hmm. and, like, writing him in. But you've already introduced him, and why isn't he there? Like, he has to come back for the funeral, right? Or is he going to pull the same line, I wasn't at your first funeral? So. <laughs> your first funeral. Why would I be at this one? I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. Do you think we'll see the funeral? Yes. Okay. I think, or else it would just be too weird. Just like there was no Del funeral. We just saw his unveiling. grave unveiling. Yeah. Okay. On to Lizzie Hagen and Natasha Hagen. Is Amelia insinuating that people who are blind can't parent? Because that isn't true at all. This episode should be called Amelia is an ableist. Yeah, like, it was really... This entire episode, I was like, Amelia, what are you... What are you literally, like, literally, what are you saying? Yeah, it was awful. Like, Pete really tried to be the voice of reason, but it sounded like freaking, I don't want to say eugenics, but. It was. I was thinking yes. that. Yeah, I literally have a note that says she's, what she's saying is bordering on eugenics. Yeah. So basically, blind. Choose who can have, you choose who can have children. Yeah, like, blind people can't parent, which yeah. is insanity. Yeah, it's absolutely not true absolutely not yeah i was very angry at her this episode and i really liked what lizzie said of um seeing people have kids all the time some of them are terrible parents (laughs) yeah i loved that she said that exactly i felt like pete was really the voice of reason in this episode with this arc because he was like you know she can take parenting classes like they have classes for people i mean of course people That may not be able to hear or people that might not be able to see have to do more for parenting because maybe they can't hear their child cry Mm -hmm. or their child coughing or they can't see, you know, like when she smothered her child. But no one seemed to be like, we can get you these resources, especially when she was a veteran. Yeah. That's what made me the most angry is because she lost her baby's father and her sight for this country. Yes. And I am not a patriot in that way. I, like, don't normally get on my soapbox about this. But, Mm -hmm. like, if somebody, if someone gives their senses and their life for this country, you got to support them when they come home. Absolutely. That's the way, I mean, you got to. You just have to. Not even to mention the PTSD involved in something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, she should have the resources to know how to parent. At the very least, a nanny. Yes. At the very least. Agreed. 100%. If the grandma wants the baby, which she does, Mm -hmm. does she really think that her granddaughter is better off without her mother? 
I don't know that she... Do you think she was trying to steal the baby originally? I think she just wanted to help. Like, when she came, she's like, I wrote her letters. I said we could support her in San Diego. And I understand she was a soldier. So she probably is very much just like, I can do this on my own. I can do... Like, doesn't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think his mom was just trying to help versus stealing the child. It seemed more to me like she wanted Lizzie to give up the life that she had mm-hmm. to relocate to San Diego. Like, it was never, like, we will come to L.A. or, like, we will come help you. Yeah. It is, we want to be in our grandchild's life, mm-hmm. and you will come to us for us to assist. Yeah. Because traveling for her is not easy. Yeah. Traveling with a baby as an able-bodied seeing person, mm-hmm. is not easy. Yeah. That's a s- tough spot. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really sound like she had any support in L.A. either. No, and that's the issue, is that she should have support. I know. Like, the greater veterans should have support in this country, and parents need a support system of any sort. Yeah, I agree. Both of it. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. But... You know, I was, so she went and had the surgery, which is crazy to me because Amelia is obsessed with cutting and she was so resistant, which also I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, like, if she had any chance, I mean, she, obviously the surgery didn't work, so, you know, she didn't have super high expectations of it working, which is maybe why she didn't push for the surgery. Yeah. Because usually when she's pushing for the surgery, she's like, I know I can do this. Exactly. And then she does. Yeah. But this one, it didn't. She knew it. Yeah, scar tissue is really difficult. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking, isn't it dangerous for the shrapnel to stay in there? Like, if she was jostled around too much or something, it could move also. Similarly to Alex's bullet in his, like, torso when Bailey removes it and Gray's, like, season, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was later. I don't know the podcast poster is screaming at me (laughs) i know you saw it in season six but i don't remember when it gets taken out but yeah having bullets stay in there and then there's one patient where like he was shot in the vietnam war and the bullet was still in there and he always said that it, it was friendly fire and then I feel like it was Gray's because I'm seeing Richard's face. If anyone remembers this, please let me know. Um, it turns out that they were able to prove that it was friendly fire because the bullet was not from any army except for American army. Oh, wow. So they were able to prove that. I feel like it was Richard. Dang. Second time. I don't know. I think it varies. Like, sometimes... Yeah, you can't remove that stuff because it may have a huge impact. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it was too close to her eye and they just didn't have a brain surgeon when they needed to. And they're like, it's okay if it stays in there. I don't know. I think there are people that are walking around with shrapnel. Oh, there absolutely are. And it kind of just, like, works itself out. It Like, uh, the scar tissue would make, like, a little cave for it. Yeah. I don't know. If only we knew a neuroscientist to help us. If only. (laughs) It is not Amelia's place to be the social worker here. I know he said it, but I'm just going to say it again. When she's talking to Lizzie, when she's talking to Lizzie in this 
in the surgery. So inappropriate. Yeah, I was like, this is not the time or the place. Also, why is she awake for the surgery? She didn't say she would be. That's a big thing not to mention. Yeah. I would have a panic attack if someone was doing brain surgery on me, one, and brain surgery when I was awake. Yeah, and it's not, like, a thing where they do sometimes on Grace where they have to check, like, Broca's area for speech or hippocampus, like, if they did with Izzy, but why was she awake? Did you see Izzy grab Amelia's hand? Like, when Izzy? she... Lizzie, sorry. Did you see Lizzie when <laughs> Izzy she... Stevens is not private no, practice. No. no, Lizzie. Did you see Lizzie grab onto Amelia's hand? Before Amelia started cutting, when no, she was like making it. the measurement, no, like in this episode, no, I didn't. Yeah, where she Amelia like said her piece or whatever, and Lizzie like grabbed Amelia's hand to I think be like I'm a person, like I deserve. Yeah, no, I did. I to did parent, catch that. yeah, like please don't mess the surgery up on purpose. Like, oh my god, can you imagine? Please have compassion and see that I can parent, and I think that's kind of why she grabbed her hand. Like, I am a person. Don't forget that. Yeah. Like, and as you said, you know, seeing parents are bad parents all the time. It's true. Yeah. It made me sad that the grandma was mad about when we thought that Lizzie could see. Mm-hmm. It's not like Janet, I read her name, Janet can't still be in their lives. Mm-hmm. Would it be better, oh, this is what I said, wouldn't it be better for her to be close with someone her son loved and support her for him? Instead of running away. Yeah. Which she ended up coming back, obviously. Because Pete somehow was great at yeah. talking to him. Being yeah. a compassionate person and like being the social worker in that moment. Yeah. It really hurt my heart that Amelia and Pete were both in the wrong there. Mm-hmm. Pete telling her how to trick the grandma and Amelia thinking that someone who is blind can't parent in the first place. Which yeah. Is stupid and wrong. I did not see the Pete tricking her thing happening. No, me either. That it's was a very out of character. Total plot twist. Yeah. I I still think that that's the writer's writing and not Pete doing it. Yeah. This whole storyline is the writer's writing. Like, yeah. all of this Lizzie Hagen stuff is not... I don't believe that Amelia really thinks that someone who is not able-bodied cannot be a parent. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe that. I can't. Although she did have those weird takes in the last episode. What was Which that ones? about? Pills. She had the takes, she had the weird take about um, medication management and therapy. She was oh, like, yeah. talk therapy doesn't work. Yeah. She's had some weird takes these last couple episodes. It's like Violet isn't here to say the bad takes. I know. They're all stepping in for her. Yeah. Don't make Amelia a villain. Yeah, please. Stop it. Leave Amelia alone. Yes. The baby needs both the mother and the grandmother. Agreed. And they kind of settled on that, so. Yeah. I hope at the end they were able, she was able to accept the help. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that they end in a good relationship. Yeah. Agreed. I also just want to say props to them for only shaving part of her head, just like our dear friend Science with Sarah pointed out a few episodes ago, that they only shave a section for the brain surgery. They don't shave the entire head, and they only shaved a little bit. Also, tell them what you asked me. So, I asked you, do you think she actually shaved her head for this scene? And you said yes, and I said, would you do that for a Shondaland show? And you said, only for these shows. Only for these shows. <laughs> only for these shows, but absolutely. Only for Grey's and Private Practice. Yeah, it'll grow back. Yeah. I don't even love this section of my hair. Yeah, the undercut's cute. I yeah. feel like it's still in. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you hear that, Shondaland? Sam will shave her head for you. <laughs> uh, Only so, you. <laughs> so hire her. I do know some good wig makers. Between the Orthodox Jewish community and the drag queens that I'm friends with, I can have wigs ready. It will be fabulous. Yeah. You will have fabulous wigs. Yeah. Anything more for our veteran and her daughter before we move on? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Alrighty, to Lee McHenry. Ugh. Ugh. What's your first note? Um, since I wrote them in a stream of consciousness. Oh, mother <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he was stabbed. <laughs> That was my first comment, and then poor Sam always has people he doesn't want to help. Yeah. So, um, and then next, Charlotte is so strong, I can't even imagine. I know. I know. I'm really glad that it's obvious that someone in their circle did not stab him, and that we were told right away, because it could have gone the other direction of, like, did Cooper do it? Where was he? Mm -hmm. Where was Charlotte? Did she do it? Like, who did this? Yeah. And I'm really glad that... Before we even saw him, we saw the girlfriend admitting to it. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I said that Sam is the worst doctor that he could have right now. I don't know if I agree with that now after watching this for the second time. Cooper would be the worst doctor he could have right now. Oh, yeah. But with Sam's history of saving people who he wants to save, mm-hmm. Seems like he's the worst choice, but... But as you said at the beginning of the episode, we've seen growth. Yeah, so much growth. When Charlotte comes to Sam, and Sam is helping her, telling her what's going on with Lee, Charlotte says, if he dies, would anyone be surprised? Mm-hmm. And then Sam says, a lot of my quotes, a lot of my notes in this episode are just quotes. That's fine. But to actually allow for that to happen, Sam says, dude, you've done that before. I know. One and a half times. But I mean, we saw with that plot line, his marriage changed. Disintegrated, yeah. Because of that. So, he's taking the higher road. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We saw it with his daughter, too. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, if he could do it to the person who almost killed his daughter and his grandchild... But also, this just feels like some weird HIPAA violation somehow. And, like, were there no other hospitals? That's the thing. Like, why did he have to come to St. Ambrose? And why Charlotte allowed anywhere near him? I understand she's the chief. She's the chief of staff. I know, but still. So, I think it's maybe not a HIPAA violation because it's an active case and it's her hospital. But imagine this going, like... If he died in that hospital and they had oh. to go to court, oh yeah, how would this look? That's, I think, what is in the back of Sam's head. I've watched a lot of Law & Order this week, dear <laughs> listeners, so part of me is, like, also picturing this scenario in court. Yeah. And um, cross-questioning. Yeah, no, I was thinking that as well. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I'm so glad that we didn't have to see the whole, like, oh, I bet it was Cooper. Where it was Cooper last Yes, night. yes, yes. But it was wild. What are your next thoughts? When Charlotte is laying on her couch and on, on her couch, and Pete comes in, and she says, "Sam would do that for me. I know he would. Mm-hmm. That really warmed my heart." But it also made me wonder: we really don't see Sam and Charlotte interact very much. <laughs> yeah, part of me <laughs> I saw that too. I was like, 
Would he, though? Like, are you guys that close? I feel like he would maybe do it for Cooper, but, like, they don't talk to each other. Like, they've rarely had a scene together. I know. Like... Besides her begging to get hired. Yeah. Like, I don't have... my, my In my work, I don't have very many acquaintance co-workers. Mm-hmm. It's either, like, someone I worked with one time or someone that I'm very close with who I work with. I'm thinking of, like, when I worked retail in college. Mm-hmm. Like... Would you kill someone for those co-workers? No. I don't, I don't remember most of their names. I know, exactly. I, like... Sorry, if you're listening and I worked retail with you, I love you. I would definitely, definitely save you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, a lot of, a lot of it really just feels like they don't know each other. I agree. I was very shocked by that comment. Yeah, it, it warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, would he do it for Addison or Naomi, or Derek, or Mark, yes. Maybe Cooper. Maybe. But Charlotte definitely out of left field. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. No. When Charlotte said she wanted him to feel pain and fear, I said, same girl. When she was... I'm skipping ahead, but when she was standing over him before <gasps> in surgery. In the end? Oh, before surgery. Before oh. surgery. And she's like, if you die, I want, what was it? If you die, I want you to. This- I want this to be the last thing you remember. I want my face to be the last thing you see. Also, Sheldon was amazing in this episode. Yeah. I definitely, you start to see his guilt come through, which I don't think had really come through before. I also don't really think it's warranted, honestly. I know. Because he didn't know anything had happened to Charlotte when he was there. Yeah. He had no idea, but you kind of see him crack. But he was so unbiased. He was so kind. And, like, the Sheldon and Cooper and Sam talk, like, bro out was also amazing. Where they kind of just, like, talked about feelings and Sheldon was able to express himself and... I don't know why Cooper was so sweaty, but... Yeah, I have a note about that. Which was really weird. And then I also was not... Like, I know Cooper is trying to be, like, a bigger man and, like, stick up for Charlotte. But when he, like, before surgery was like, I don't care what Charlotte said, kill him. I know. I was like, dude, let the survivor make her decision. Yeah. He's already made it very clear that he's willing to heal his man. Mm Mm-hmm. So then he should just do it, not make someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a note, a quote from Sheldon. It says, I can't be objective here because it's you and because I'm a part of this. I said, yes, like a real therapist. I know. Wow. But then still offers opinion. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. But there was a glimpse of uh, unbiased, beautiful therapist right there. Yeah, and Sheldon saying that he'd want Charlotte to be his doctor. Mm-hmm. That also really warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. I also 100% agree that she could and would absolutely hurt or kill Lee McHenry yes. if something happened again. But being complicit in his death while he's compromised like this, it's just not in her nature. Mm-hmm. I also don't think it's in Cooper's nature. Yeah. Which we see when Sam's like, fine, go in there and kill him then. Yeah. And Cooper's like, oh, back to reality. Yeah, he's kind of like the kid in middle school that's like, 
yeah, I went skiing on my vacation. I went skiing. It's like, oh, cool. Like, how'd you go skiing? He's like, oh, I went skiing. And he really just stayed in a ski lodge. Yeah. Did that make any sense? Yes. Okay, cool. I got you. Yeah. Also, during this whole storyline, like, Charlotte is able to be in the same room as her assailant. Mm, multiple times. Yeah. Close to him. Which is wild. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think. I, no. I don't know how, like, what a strong ass bitch. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Sheldon says you can't let him take what makes you you. Mm-hmm. So true. I love you, Sheldon. Yeah. Um, Cooper was sweating so heavily. It made me think why he was sweating so heavily, like, in the world of the show, but also on set. I really want to know how he prepared for this scene. Like, I bet he ran around a lot. Like, that's what I would do. Did a bunch of jumping jacks, push-ups. Yeah, and in the world of the show, I think he ran straight to the hospital from Oceanside Wellness. He was just, like, so pale. and Very clammy. Yes. He just did not have it together. No. Um, I loved it. I know. Very impassioned. Yeah. I would like to say Naomi's trauma dump was okay to Charlotte. When she was talking I, yeah. about the accident in Dell. Yeah. I thought. Because it wasn't exactly a trauma dump. Mm-hmm. It was like a trauma platter. Yes. I agree. It was appropriate and not too detailed. Mm-hmm. And she didn't make it about herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, nay, way to show him how to do it. Yeah. It's one thing for Cooper to ask Sam once. But to continue to ask is wrong. Yes. No matter what the reason. Yeah. I said all of this is too close and personal. Like, all of the storylines, like, Busy and Susan and uh, Lee, all of this is too close and personal. I understand that's the point of the show, but they need to get more doctors in this hospital (laughs) to handle these situations. (laughs) It is tough when it's such a small ensemble cast. I know. Yeah. But... It's a lot. I'm not a church girl, obviously, but I really liked what Charlotte said about, like, not remembering much in church, but that she remembers, I have a quote, how the righteous need to see evil and resist it with everything they have. Mm-hmm. That's a way to look at it. Yep. Charlotte is the big, being the bigger person. She is. But it's so difficult She's making so much progress in her healing journey, and I'm really proud of her. She was absolutely incredible in this episode. She was phenomenal. Like, Oscar nomination. Yes, please. Or would it be Emmys? Emmy, yeah. Emmy nomination. Yeah. Or a Golden Globe. But seriously, like what? Like what? Like that scene when she comes out of the shadows. In the final scene. In the final scene. And stands over Lee McHenry. In the, with the blinds behind her. And like one eye looks sunken because of the shadows. But it reminds you of how black her eye was. Mm-hmm. She was like, if I wanted you dead, you'd already you'd be. be dead. Mm. I like could not even handle it. But also like, is that legal for what she did? Coming from a law and order standpoint, <laughs> absolutely not. They would <laughs> definitely bring it up in front of the judge and then say... Overruled. Sustained. Yes. Like, totally inappropriate, but... But for the drama of it, absolutely. And the way that the prosecutor has already been treating her... Oh, yeah. 
I have a 99% conviction rate. I know. <laughs> but I loved that guest actress, though. I know. She was good. We follow her on Instagram now, and I like all her stuff. So that last scene was just so powerful. I could watch that again and again. Oh, yeah. I have. I actually... So I watched it once, and then I rewound, I rewound it to watch that last scene. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it again, and I paid extra attention to that scene. So good. How does anyone not love private practice? I don't know. They just haven't seen it. But people that have, they're like, mm, didn't grab my attention. Like, mm, I like Grey's better. And I'm like, you're not wrong. I mean, I could understand the first few episodes. You kind of season gotta, one. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, Cooper needs to be medicated, <laughs> and Violet needs to not be a therapist. Uh, <laughs> needs with to a be license. medicated. And Sam and Naomi are just, like, yelling at each other. And Addison's like, I'm here! <laughs> But, I mean, it just gets better and better. Until I was walking through the hallway shirtless with a Zac Efron haircut and a surfboard. Yes, and his highlighted hair. Yeah. So since we saw where Oceanside Wellness actually is Mm -hmm. in relation to the beach, Del could not have gone surfing on his lunch break. I don't think so. It's like seven or eight blocks. Yeah. How long is his lunch break? And you have to carry the surfboard. Get through the tourists. Go down the stairs. Logistically, just not possible. No. If anywhere it was to happen, it would be there. I mean, it would have to be like three or four blocks closer yeah. to the ocean. I don't know. Maybe he's a good surfer and he takes his little skateboard and he rides his skateboard no, down. his surfboard. Ugh, R.I.P. Del, R.I.P. R.I.P. Your daughter didn't deserve that either. I saw the second episode, or I saw it the second time we watched it, when Charlotte has her closure at the end. It's so beautiful. And hugs Cooper. She's not wearing her engagement ring. I didn't notice that. I wonder what that is. Maybe she just had a lot of surgery that day. Maybe. Or maybe it was just a, like a prop oversight. Maybe. I don't know. So Sam's a cardiologist, right? And yes. a general practitioner. I guess so, yes. He's not a general surgeon. He's not a trauma surgeon. I'm really wondering why he even is the main doctor on Lee McHenry's case. Like, if anything, it should be Pete, right? Is it is Pete a surgeon, though? I mean, I guess he did all the trauma stuff with yeah. in third world countries. Yeah, he, he does surgery. Not, like, he does everything. Yeah. Is it just because Sam was on call? I don't know. They need it for the storyline. Yeah. I also am really confused why Lee McHenry isn't asking for a new doctor or a transfer in hospital. Right. Like, does he think that that will infer guilt on his part? I have no idea. And he was such a little bitch, too, where he's like, I don't want to die. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. I hate him. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, me either. All caps. The strength of Dr. Charlotte King. OMG. That's when, yeah, for the uh, surgery. That's when that was. Yeah. (laughs) Nancy coming to Charlotte. Girl, what? I know. That was crazy. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to say? Why did you come to my office? Yeah. I mean, I think Nancy obviously had a ton of guilt. Oh, and like absolutely. maybe wanted to be out of the situation and didn't know how. Yeah, when Charlotte says to Nancy, what exactly are you sorry for? Mm-hmm. I liked that question. And I also really like that she brought up 
that the main male role model in her son's life is a violent predator. Yeah, that, that was, was so powerful. Yeah, it was very important and very, like, the way that Charlotte went about it of, like, she's never wanted anyone to, like, quote-unquote pity her. She's never liked things going from that point of view. But I think she knows as a doctor, as a woman, she doesn't like the word victim, but as a victim, the way that she is going to get Nancy to realize who she is with mm-hmm. is to go from it from that angle. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like you were trying to protect your kid the most. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a bad person. And then... Nancy says, do you know how horrible it is to love someone like this? Mm-hmm. She says, no. Yeah. Because Cooper is a good man. Cooper would never. No. I also really want to point out that the earrings that Charlotte is wearing in this scene and in most of this episode are by friend of the pod, Peggy Lee. Yes, they were cute little, like, almost like heart hoop things. Yeah, they're There's... called the Large Lotus Earrings, and they're available on her website, so you can purchase them and lots of other things that have been a private practice. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Heart of Dixie, The Bachelor, lots, lots and lots and lots of shows. There's some um, stuff from Dead to Me that she's advertising for right now. So cute. Yeah. So you can uh, you can buy the earrings that Charlotte is wearing. She gave Melissa and I both the um, butterfly necklace. It's called something else, but it looks like a butterfly to me. It's adorable. Yeah. I'm very jealous. I love it. I love it. Love it. Anything else for that scene with Nancy? No. Besides go off. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. The shot of Charlotte by the blinds. Yeah. Backlit. Mm-hmm. So good. And how he wakes up and he realizes that he's handcuffed. Mm-hmm. His now ex-girlfriend was able to be strong for both her and her kids and... I feel like Charlotte did a really good job not to shame her, really. Where she's like, take your kid and run like hell. Yeah. Yeah. And respect to that woman for doing that and doing the right thing and getting out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. The whole speech that Charlotte says to him, have, she says, you got no power over me. He says, I don't need your pity. She says, yes, you do, and I forgive you. <sighs> wow. So good. Charlotte King for president. Yeah. Truly. Truly, truly, truly. Anything else for Lee? No. Besides good riddance. Do you think we're going to see him again? I hope not. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a trial. Like, we're just really making, we're trying to force law and order and private practice <laughs> to be uh, one show. A with crossover. Some crossovers. Um. But, I don't know, they've done, like, a few court scenes with cases, so part of, you know, with Violet, I feel like Violet was able to face her assailant that way, so I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see something similar with Charlotte. Okay. I don't have any miscellaneous notes. What do you have left over? I think we went through all of them. My last note is, everyone needs therapy. Yeah. You yeah. text that to me every time you watch the show, too. <laughs> yes. All right, Sam's style is Naomi. Yes. 
It's a burnt orange v-neck sweater with a tiny almost collar. It's like, I don't know if it's a collar or like geometrical. It's very cute. It's over a black tank top. Her hair is in a low bun. She has minimal makeup. And the understated teardrop earrings are different from the ones that we think William gave her a few episodes ago. But there's a statement necklace. There's these diamond-shaped jewels. They're not diamonds, but they're... It almost looks like a Kendra Scott piece, but it's not. But it feels like that. It's, like, in that same little genre. And she's, like, the voice of reason a lot in this episode and in this season. Mm-hmm. But like she that. hasn't really had much go on this season. She hasn't. No, she's just been, like, the helper. Yeah, I mean, she's been on... She's had so much going on all of the other episode or all the other seasons so yeah kind of letting others shine I guess this is kind of more the Charlotte season it, it is yeah. um, which is unfortunate under the circumstances but also not mad because I love her yeah yeah wish it was for another reason but glad she gets to show her skills mm-hmm. can you tell us about your guest star spotlight yeah, my guesser spotlight is Jeanette Brocks. She has tons of one-offs in a lot of different um, shows, including Bones. And she's also been on Grey's and Scandal. So she is a Shondaland actress. She played the veteran that did not have sight anymore. I thought you meant Scandal, and I was like, I don't remember that. No. Do you remember the Grey's line that she was in? I do. It's in our trivia. Okay. She is the wife of someone in the hospital at the time of the shooting in season six. Gotcha. Where we see a lot of characters go down. Thank you for our guest star spotlight. Thank you for that. Our trivia for this episode. This episode scored 7.26 million viewers. A little bit higher than it has been. I feel like that's pretty on core, on par with what we've been seeing except Charlotte's attack. Yes. That was a full three million more. Yeah. That's so many, so many views. Yeah. Annette O'Toole, who plays Janet, also plays Madeline Skakorsky in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season nine. She's the science and math teacher with stomach cancer, and all of her students come to visit. Aww. I just... Remember, like, all of the students coming. Mm, it's a good one. Jeanette Brocks, who plays Lizzie Hagen, also plays Shelly in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is the wife or fiancé or something of someone in the hospital at the time of the shooting in season six. I did a little deep dive on Charlotte trivia because, honestly, I was looking for her middle name because I wanted to, like, call her by her full name. But her Grey's wiki does not have her middle name. So, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have one. Room for artistic. Yeah, interpretation. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like Marie. Charlotte Marie. Yeah. I don't know. That's not Southern enough. What do you think? Charlotte Lynn. Charlotte Joy. Oh, maybe. Charlotte Faith. Oh, yes. That's it, unfortunately. Yeah. that's... Quite a name. Sure is. Sure is. But apparently it's Charlotte Lynn. <laughs> True. It's like too many L's. <laughs> so I did a little deep dive on my special Charlotte trivia. And then I was like, hmm, maybe I'll continue this and do other trivia for other people. 
So I obviously didn't do any spoilers in here. I just included some that I thought were interesting. The season one episode entitled in which Sam gets taken for a ride is the only private practice episode in which Charlotte does not appear. Throw it in the trash. Truly. Bye bye. We don't need it. Mm -hmm. Charlotte, and this one made me really sad, and hopefully it changes soon. Charlotte is the only character of the original main characters on Private Practice to never appear in a Grey's Anatomy episode. She has, however, visited Seattle Grace Mercy West Hospital. Put her in season 19. Please and thank you. There is an inconsistency in where Charlotte graduated from medical school. In Private Practice promotional material, it claims that she is a Yale graduate, whereas Cooper says she is a Johns Hopkins graduate. It's possible that she attended Yale for medical school and Johns Hopkins for her residency. I was going to say, why can't it be both? Yeah, she could transfer. It's fine. She's a smart woman. Charlotte has neonatal rounds at St. Ambrose Hospital, which she asked Addison to cover for her when she returned home to see her father. Since chief of staff is a bureaucratic and administrative role, it is assumed that these rounds are part of her duties as a urologist at St. Ambrose, indicating that Charlotte practices pediatric urology. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I was going to say when you said neonatal nurse, and I was like, oh, but I thought she was a urologist. That's why she starts Yeah, the sex yeah. component of her job. She is a urologist. Yeah. We never see her with children. We never do. It's usually old people. Yeah, or anyone that is not a child. Yes. <laughs> never seen her with a child. Okay. So that's our trivia and our special Charlotte deep dive. That was great. Thank you. I love those. Thank you so much. Next, we have what is normally Melissa's Muses. I was thinking we could call this, perhaps, Mimi's Menagerie, Mimi's Mumblings, <laughs> Mimi's Misgivings. I love all of them. If you have a preference, let me know, and we'll use it next time. All right, take it away. I am so excited. So I don't think Addison and Sam will last, but as I said earlier, I don't really hate them. Don't come for me. I don't know where they'll both go with relationships. I think they'll end up with other people. I just don't think we've been introduced to those people yet. Okay. So I think people are coming through. I think now that Charlotte has some closure and is in a much better place and her and Cooper got through this, I think hopefully it's their time to shine, get married, probably have babies. So hopefully we see that and they'll just be at a better place. Pete and Violet are doing okay. I think she'll be on her book tour hopefully for a while. Uh, and we won't see her for an extended period of time. The reason I'm okay with her not being in these episodes is because, like, coming from the entertainment industry, I know that she's a series regular. Yeah. So Amy Brenneman is being paid for these episodes whether or not she is being filmed and like whether or not she's on set Wild. so like guest stars and co-stars and like whatever the people who are like there sometimes but not there other times like a lot of the love interests or a maya or a dink or something like that they're not paid if they're not in the episode but violet's still getting paid mm. or amy brenneman's still getting paid so i'm fine with her not being on it because i too was getting really annoyed with dr violet turner yes Continue. I, I kind of think her and Pete are going to have another kid. 
Interesting. Okay. Or, um, as you okayed me earlier about Del's daughter, I think she'll come back and Violet will be like, Pete, we are adopting her. Okay. STFU. We're doing it this time. I like your acronym. <laughs> Naomi, I hope she's back for more episodes for longer periods because I did miss her when she wasn't around the past couple episodes. Uh, what happened to the guy doing all of the genetic research? Is he just like Jay chilling in the background? Is he going to come back? I hope he can. I think they're going to end up together. Fife? Yes. Okay. I think Fife and Nay will end up together. I think once she's healed from, what is it, William? William's passing. Okay. I don't know. Cool. Hopefully we get to see her daughter more. Maya's not in the season anymore. She's not coming back. Ever. 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 She didn't die and we don't see her again. It makes me so angry. We saw her this season and no, we, we saw the baby. Yeah. We saw the baby. We didn't see her. I thought she came in because she was upset that Dink wasn't doing enough. We saw Dink. We didn't see her. That's sad. Yep. Kind of, yeah, I think her and Fife will end up together. <sighs> Hopefully Amelia and Sheldon find love interest. Together or separately? No, I don't think they'll be together. I mean, Amelia attempted to hook up with Sheldon, and he's like, no. He listened. He's like, you'll just hurt me. <laughs> so I really hope sweet baby infant Sheldon finds someone lovely. She deserves it. I don't think we've met her yet. Okay. Um, so you think, what about Amelia? Do you think Amelia will find someone we know or don't know yet? Part of me thinks that she won't find anything until she's in the Grey's universe. Okay. Which I have not watched. Okay. So you think we're gonna get... Like, I kind of think she's gonna lone wolf it, or she'll have a love interest that's towards the end of, like, when she's in private practice. I think they'll all stick around to the end. I'm kind of scared to see what happens with Dr. Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, tell people why you were telling me this today. Yeah, I don't know. I know Sarah had really bad feelings about him because she's watched the episodes before, and she's like, I just remember not liking him for a certain reason. And I feel like he kind of laid off flirting. I don't know. I kind of feel like there's going to be a blow-up with him and Addison. I hope it's not terrible. But also, like, he's so handsome. He is really handsome. But he's not understanding boundaries. So, I'm kind of stressed about it. Okay. Um, how do you think Addison is going to handle the death of her mother and her stepmother in the same day? I don't I don't know if she really cares about Susan that much. I mean, she does. I know what you mean. Yeah. But, like, that's not her mom. I don't know what's going to happen with Busy. I've... Maybe she'll disassociate. I have no idea. I don't know. I have a feeling Archer will come back. Maybe stay for a couple episodes and mess stuff up again for usual. <laughs> um, I'm kind of wondering if the captain's going to come back and if we're going to see a funeral. Or if it's going to be like she flies to the East Coast for a while and then all of this is implied and then she comes back and things are just like normal in the private practice world. Like, she disappears for an episode or two to handle stuff on the East Coast, and we don't see, like, a funeral. It's, like, some memorial or something. Okay. Okay. I don't think tragedy has 
been done striking this group, though. I'm just wondering who's up next. Okay. None of the boys have really seemed to be touched. Dell died! Okay, well, R.I.P. Dell. Touche. <laughs> but, like, Violet, Addison, and Charlotte have all had their traumatic stuff happen. Dell died. I mean, I guess, like, Nay and Sam have had terrible stuff happen, but Cooper and Pete, I don't know. I mean, Pete's baby was ripped out of his baby's mother's stomach. Cooper's fiance was attacked. I know, but nothing was against them. I don't know. I, just I, feel I see like what you mean. There's a shoe up there still waiting to, to drop. drop. Okay. Okay. Cool. I think Pete will keep working as ER doctor. Kind of miss seeing his holistic giant containers, though. Same. Same. I do, too. Uh, yeah, no, I think you covered everyone. I just want to, like, reiterate that Mimi watched this show because of this podcast, and that blows my mind. I did. I had a giant opening in my schedule. I was wrapping up shows, and I was like, you know what? It's time. So proud. Hello, dear listeners. I heard back from Steph our friend who works in production and they told me that a lot of times with medical things like that IV we were talking about at the beginning of this episode a lot of it is more implied than actually shown so our thoughts are that maybe the shot of actually the air IV was not supposed to be shown and that is an editing glitch or an editing goof so yeah that's our little inside scoop two cents. When Melissa and I were recording our episode last time, she had already watched this episode. And so I was asking her what some of her muses were and what she thought on this episode. So take it away, Melissa. Hey, dear listeners. Couldn't be here for the episode, but I did want to give you my thoughts about it. First and foremost, I knew that Busy was going to get crazy on Addison for not for not being willing to save Susan. But we know as the audience that it's not that she wasn't willing. It's literally her honoring Susan's wants and needs and the paperwork she signed, the NDR. Um, but it was still very sad and heartbreaking to watch. And I know will have an effect on Addison, which is also heartbreaking because I feel like they've made so much progress in the past few episodes. In addition, the attacker went to the hospital, child. Oh my goodness. The moment specifically that is sticking out is when Sam <laughs> snatched that pillow from underneath Larry's head. I I laughed. I had to let out a little. It was more so, I hate to say it, but like a little, a little satisfying to see Larry in <laughs> fear of what was going to happen in the balance of his, with his life in the balance, which is, feels really minuscule to all the fear that charlotte has been living in since this has happened um but just to see him in such a vulnerable state and to see how the doctors maneuvered around him and it was also i think a really great way to show that like they are still doing their job still taking care of this patient and doing what they were supposed to do but still like letting him reminding him that like your life is in our hands now like look how the tables have turned so that was a really interesting dynamic that i feel like in shonda land in general I, i feel like the the bad guy always ends up on the table at some point, uh-huh. right? You know, like, like, which is always, you know, which feels like, oh, like, we know this is going to happen, but 
it doesn't ever make it any less satisfying to me <laughs> when it does. It's like, I'm still on the edge of my seat being like, what's going to happen? Like, is anyone actually going to act out of their humanity and do what they really want to do? Or are they going to like, you know, stay true to being honorable doctors? But I loved that Charlotte got to have her moment, like looking over him on the table. Mm-hmm. That was really powerful, like right before he went under anesthesia. And the the moment with um his, I always want to say his wife, but just his girlfriend that he has yeah. the child with. That scene was very powerful in Charlotte's office, I thought. Because at first I went into that scene being like, does she know? Like, does she does she know what Larry did to Charlotte? And then when, when Charlotte Lee. was just like, oh, Lee. Lee, I'm sorry. I keep calling him Larry. Larry was a doctor from this episode. That's why. I- yeah, yeah. And his name is Lee McHenry. So it's like the Leary. I get it. Lee McHenry. Yeah, I get gotcha. It. Lee but when I found out, but when I realized that the girlfriend did know, and I was like, and you're still with him and you're still like, yeah. So that was, that was intense and kind of reminded me of the conversation that Violet had with Charlotte about like, you know, you're a woman that yes, this happened to you, but in order to potentially save other women that this could happen to, you have to speak up. And it kind of, I kind of felt similarly about Lee's girlfriend. It's like, you know, that he did this and like what he's been doing to you. And yet you're still not taking the necessary steps and it's like and I, that's nothing to minimize I know how difficult that can be for victims but yeah I thought that, that was a very powerful scene and I'm trying to think of what else I am missing that that happened in the episode I think that's a pretty good overview great <laughs> the, the only thing that I keep thinking about is how much we went back and forth with Sam and his history with like saving people when he wants to and not when he doesn't others and yeah and that he's always it's so interesting that he's always kind of like the one put in that position too. yeah yeah love it so much yes uh right rating is an mvps i still don't know how to rating and i can't wait to hear yours so let's do mvps first my mvp is nancy okay because she went to charlotte and she turned in lee and she was strong enough to do that and to bounce hopefully with her son I hope she left. Like, I think that took a lot of, a lot of courage to do. Yeah. Um, and also Charlotte for having all of the courage to stand up to her assailant and being strong and being as unbiased as possible. Yeah. And not. In the face of adversity. Yeah. Not, um, compromising her own morals. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mine is Dr. Charlotte King. This is why I looked up her Grey's Wiki, because I wanted to say, like, Dr. Charlotte Faith King, but she doesn't have the middle name (laughs) that we know of. (laughs) Her strength, her healing journey, her choosing to not have a hand in her assaulter's demise, her bravery in approaching him, that speech before his surgery and after his surgery, literally all of it. All of it. Charlotte. Incredible. I love you, Charlotte. Incredible. All right. Give me your rating, and I'm going to think on mine. Okay, mine is based off of um, a partially true story. Some of it is an embellished for the rating purpose. Okay. You, can, you all can figure out what part is and what part isn't my Do I know story. the people involved? No. Okay. It happened this week. Oh. So my rating is hiking at Griffith Park, taking in the beautiful views. So, you know, the beautiful wedding, everyone's happy, and then turning around and watching a young child start to vomit everywhere. So, you know, we have Susan, dumpster fire, vomiting everywhere. We have Charlotte King and Lee being stabbed. 
giant dumpster fire, and then you're all triggered into vomiting. Because when you see them vomit, you feel like you're Yeah, yes. so Busy's vomiting, <laughs> Addison's vomiting, it's all just a giant party. Cooper is too. But then after that, you turn back around, and you keep on going, and you conquer your climb, and you get up to the top. Who got to the top? Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. And I think... That's really good. And I think um, Sheldon accepting his blame, even though he shouldn't, is getting up to the top. Mm -hmm. I think Pete owning what he did... You know, I think, you know, they're conquering everything. Yeah. And, you know, before Busy sadly committed suicide, I think Addison kind of conquered her climb, too, by telling her mother that she loved her. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't know. Is it extra? Is it too intense? No, it's good. My, It's just ratings have come so easily to me these past couple episodes. And this one, I can't for the life of me. Okay, so maybe this, like, almost happened today. On the beach with your buddy and your dog. And you're walking on the beach, and it's beautiful. You just had Susan and Busy's wedding. Feeling happy. And then you twist your ankle and fall. I fell at the post office yesterday. Oh, did you? I did. Because the mat was, like, smushed over. And I was wearing new shoes. And I'm not used to the shoes. And I ate it oh no so you're trying to have like a cute little walk on the beach but you twist your ankle and you fall down oh no you face plant in the sand and then the riptide carries you out no you're on the sand you're not in the water okay yeah that's my rating okay we like it well thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me where can we find you to get in touch I'm on Twitter, even though Twitter is burning down at Mimi G says. So M I M I G S A Y S. I also have a Snapchat where I post pictures of bugs and food and travel and adventure and people close to me, which I think is Mimi G snaps or Mimi G sees. I can't quite remember. One of those is up. one of those is my old Instagram account. I might not add you because you're a stranger, but if you're, like, very invested and want to know about my life, just be tell Sam that yeah. you're going to add me, and she'll vet you. <laughs> vet you. I have nothing to promote. I am not a show business baby. Least talented person you know. You can, I guess, look at uh, reports of watersheds online at Ohio EPA's website if you want to know about the health of your Ohio streams. Don't do any dumb stuff to our drinking water. Be kind to the bugs. I text Mimi less than I used to because now there are apps for it. But I was like, will this plant give me rashes? Will this bug kill me in my sleep? Probably won't be killed in the U.S. by a bug. We don't really have any crazy stuff. Mimi and I love Radiolab, so she's going to read our credits. Are you sure? Yeah. <clears throat> Pretend like you're on Radiolab, though. I just mispronounced Jab Abin Rob's yeah. name like four million times. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. You know, use your use your radio voice. <coughs> you can't. Do- I won't look at you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. 
Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and make sure to subscribe on all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps other people learn about the show, plus we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash bhabpodcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 14. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share in these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment where Samantha will cry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See y'all later. Bye-bye. I'm usually feeling much better at this. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, um, no. Is it me? No, it's 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 me. Hi, I'm the problem. It is me.